In today's episode of Comments Over Coffee, we're talking about if you should go all in on content that viewers like and delete the rest. So grab your cup tumbler mug because we're starting right now. Welcome to Comments Over Coffee, where you'll learn how to get better at YouTube and online video over a cup of coffee. Pour a cup for your host, Nick Nimmin. If this is your first time here, I want to let you know that the comments that you hear answered on this show are pulled from the comment section of my YouTube channel or from the submission form on the commentsovercoffee.com website. So if you have a question about what it is that you are doing on YouTube, you can submit yours at commentsovercoffee.com. And as long as it's not something that I've answered here before, I will put it in the queue. I also want to let you know, if you are a content creator and you want to know the best things to use for all aspects of content creation and the business around creating content, head over to bestcreatortools.com. It's my personal list of all the things that I use, all the things that I recommend when people ask me. Um, Video editing software, video editing apps, um, audio processing software, services for content creators, that kind of thing. You can find it all over at bestcreatortools.com. And just as a heads up, I'm constantly adding new stuff to it because the site's still relatively new. Um, So I'm continuing to add things there as I find new things to use for myself um, and as, you know, new things are presented to me as well. Our question today comes from Farnborn Media. Farnborn Media says, we do videos discussing topics of aviation and technology and tutorials on playing the piano. Is it a bad idea to have such diverse content? In the first week, our aviation video and technology video got quite a substantial amount of views, more than expected. The piano video got none. Should we decide to forget piano videos? If we should decide to forget piano videos, should we delete them off of the platform or not? So thank you for sending your question, Farnborn Media. I appreciate it. So since we've talked about the importance of having a niche in a few other episodes, I'm going to give a quick recap of that um, just for the reference in case this is the first episode that, you know, that somebody's listening to. And then I want to dig into the second half of your question about going all in on the content that people are responding to and deleting content that doesn't fit. So just for reference here, YouTube actually recommends that if people don't know what type of content or what type of channel that they want to make, they make whatever you want until something starts to get views and then you focus on the channel that's serving the audience that's into, or you focus on the content, I should say, um, that's serving the audience that's into a that specific type of content. The reason for this is because on YouTube, the algorithm follows the audience. When you find something that people like from you, it's important to keep making that type of content because YouTube has identified the type of person that's into what it is that you're doing. So they can continue to f- show future videos to those types of people. And as long as they keep responding or you know clicking and watching your videos, YouTube is going to keep showing it to those types of people. So at that point, then it becomes, hey, this is the people that are into this. Now, when the videos are published, are these people responding to it or not? Right. This is why niching is so powerful on YouTube. You create an entire channel for one type of viewer or a set of viewers that are into a specific type of content. Or in other words, you become a resource for that type of content, regardless if it's entertainment, how to or anything else. For example, a channel that mixes vlogs of family outings with cat training content. You know, you're kind of working against yourself in that situation because every video that they publish, it's not for a specific type of viewer. But if they have all family vlogs or all cat training videos, they become a resource for people who are into that specific type of content. Now, as a channel grows, this whole thing can be stretched a little bit because an audience might enjoy the creator and they keep coming back to that channel for the creator. But that's something that people have to earn by serving a specific audience first so that YouTube can know who is the most likely to enjoy your content when it's shown to them on YouTube. 
So it's kind of like a, a process <laughs> that you have to go through. But even as a channel grows, um, and if the creator becomes you know really important to the people because let's say they have a magnetic personality or something like that, it starts to allow for some flexibility in the content. But it's important that if you are somebody who has a large channel and you're listening to this, who's wanting to start making random content, it's important that you're objective about the type of audience that they have. Are they into you or are they into the content that you make? For example, on my personal channel um, where I share, you know, all the stuff that content creators need in terms of, you know, YouTube growth advice, how to do live streams and the tech behind it, you know, how to make stuff on your phone, all that. Even though like there's a handful of people who watch most of what I put out just because they like how I share the content or they like my corny jokes or whatever, a majority of the audience is there for the actual information itself. And if I violate that by thinking it's about me and start doing vlogs about my life, that will immediately be reflected in a drop of numbers on my channel. So um, just for reference for this one, I actually have a friend of mine. They make audio related content and they started doing that exact thing. And they noticed that, hey, you know, they're like, hey, Nick, you know, I'm, I'm putting out these vlogs um, because I'm traveling a lot right now. And I'm putting out these vlogs, but people just aren't responding to them. You know, my, my views are tanking uh, on the channel because people are not responding to this vlog content that I'm putting out. And my suggestion was, well, if you just like if you need to do the vlogs, do the vlogs, but build the vlogs around what your audience is interested in in that specific situation. Right. So in his situation, he started applying audio to his vlogs in terms of sharing information about, you know, how to make better audio and how to, you know, fix audio in these specific situations when you're out and about or recording out and about and things like that. And the numbers immediately started improving because again, it went back to being about the audience and what they're interested in versus, hey, here's me, check out what it is that I'm doing in my life. So basically it was a reframing of who the content was for and the information shared within the videos was a more direct representation of what the audience comes to him for, okay? Now, apply that to you mixing aviation and tech and piano tutorials, you're diluting the audience in my opinion because someone who's coming to you for aviation content might be interested in learning to play the piano, but the crossover for that, it's gonna be pretty small, right? In comparison to, hey, every video that I put out, um, it's aviation content and people who are into aviation know they can come to my channel for aviation content. So because of that, I recommend personally that you go all in on the one that's driving views, which in your situation is the aviation content. Uh, I also recommend because of everything that I mentioned previously, I recommend that you go all in on the aviation content because it's what got a response and try to think about why it got a response to and then track that specific or, or track what specific things about aviation people um, or about your aviation content people are responding to because your audience will respond differently to different types of aviation content as well. So because of that, even though if you decide to focus on just making aviation content and the same concept applies, like it doesn't matter what type of content you make when you're listening to this, the same exact concepts apply. But basically, whatever thing it is that you focus on even within that, with all the different content that you're going to make, you're going to start noticing, hey, when I do these specific types of videos, people respond to these more than the other types of videos. Now, of course, you have to keep in mind of, you know, what your personal goals are and, you know, things like that. Like in my situation, my YouTube channel is a great positioning tool um, that that basically provides even more opportunities for me um, off of YouTube. 
And because of that, um, you know, like even like, okay, let me do it this way. If I, if I wanted to rapidly grow my YouTube channel, I would just focus on, I would just focus on the mobile content. Like if I really, if I wanted to get to a million subscribers as fast as possible, um, I would just focus on nothing but mobile content on my channel. But that doesn't, that doesn't meet my goals. My goal isn't to have a million subscribers on my YouTube channel, right? Like I enjoy being on stages. I enjoy, you know, helping people learn how to navigate all this stuff. I enjoy being able to share this type of information with people so that people come to me for advice. I enjoy teaching. I enjoy teaching and sharing the information that I know. And because of that, um, making YouTube help content mixed in with that other stuff is what I will continue to do into the foreseeable future because it provides me that, right? So sure, I could still make mobile content and still teach through mobile content, but in my opinion, anybody can teach mobile content. With the YouTube stuff, you have to, I mean, of course, there's people that can regurgitate information, but you have to experiment a lot. You have to really get into the stats. You have to, you know, have access to other channels where you can compare stats against other channels and things that work and don't work across, you know, different genres and things like that. So because of that, there's the, the barrier to entry in terms of people that actually know what they're talking about um, is a lot higher compared to somebody being able to just open up their phone, figure out an app and say, this is how you use that app as an example. So because of that, you know, I prefer that position that I'm in because it matches that of my goals instead of, you know, just trying to drive the channel forward fast. So th that's another thing that's important to keep in mind um, in your situation as well. But when it comes to deleting the other content, I would. And the reason that I would is because it doesn't fit. If you decide to go aviation and tech, which by the way, I would pick aviation or tech, or I'm not sure if you're combining you know, the tech of aviation, I'm not sure. But if you're doing aviation and tech and piano, which is kind of the idea that I get from your initial question, I would still pick one, either aviation or tech. Um, but the piano content, regardless, it doesn't have a place on the channel. If it was me and I still wanted to teach piano, I would just open another channel for it. And the reason for this is because, you know, YouTube will still show if you're looking around YouTube now as a consumer or if you're a content creator who already has a content library, you'll notice YouTube also serves old content. So let's say that you have piano content and one of those videos ends up doing well, but you're focused based on your goals you're, that I was talking about before. You're focused on aviation content now, two years later, but YouTube identifies that, hey, this certain group of people is really enjoying this piano content. So now we're going to start showing this video all over to YouTube. We're going to put it on tons of homepages because people are responding to it. And then you start creating this flood of people that are coming into your channel based on the piano content. But you're focused on the, the aviation industry, right? So what you're doing there is you are basically creating a potential problem for yourself there. And you're also just making content that the audience that you're trying to reach or that you will be trying to reach. So because of that, it's important to think this stuff through. But the audience that you will be reaching in the future, you know, it's content that they're not interested in. So you don't want YouTube to be showing that content to people. Now, if there was a little bit of crossover, like let's say that it was something, you know, kind of related to aviation or tech um, and uh, it was something to where, you know, like, yeah, some of the people that, you know, that are that are coming into, you know, aviation and tech, uh, this content would still, you know, apply to them. It would be interesting to them. It would be something that they might be interested in. Maybe it would be like a subset, but in terms of like their core interests, yeah, they would still totally dig this. Um, then in that situation, it would make sense to leave it, even if it wasn't like directly associated, but if there would be like a lot of crossover, then it makes more sense. But, you know, piano, like learning how to play the piano compared to, 
you know, tech content or aviation content, that's just not a huge crossover. And because of that, I would, I would completely remove it from the channel if that was my channel. Let me give you an example of this. Um, this is something that I, that happened to me recently. So I started a daily group meditation channel to introduce meditation to people because we're all going through, you know, this whole coronavirus thing. So I, I started a daily group meditation channel to introduce meditation to my community who are either interested in meditation or who could use the mental break because of all of the craziness going on in the world right now. Um, I would never put that content on my current channel because that's not what people come to me for, right? As a matter of fact, this is proven because I share the posts in my community feed, not all of them, but I've, I've shared like a few of them in there and I will continue to do so. Um, but when I share those posts in my community feed, hardly anybody comes over, which is another clear indication for me that this would definitely not be a good fit for my YouTube channel. If you're interested in that, by the way, I've got a, I'll put a link to it in my show notes, or you can just hop on YouTube and search for Niminati. So basically it's my name and I M M I N with an A T I at the end. Um, but basically what I'm trying to express is that it's not a good fit for my core audience. And therefore, it would make sense for me to all of a sudden start doing daily med meditation on my channel. Even though it would, give, it, it would bring benefit to people that are watching, it's, it's definitely not something um, that I would put on my current channel because it's not something that um, people come to me for. But what, I, what I'm getting at is this. When you find something that works, go all in on it as long as it's content that you enjoy making or talking about. I recommend everyone to take an objective look at your YouTube channel and think to yourself, does this content on my channel serve the interests of a specific type of person or am I diluting my audience by focusing more on my interests than theirs? Right now, if you're, if you're just on this as a hobby and like trying to you know, get more views and all that stuff, if it's not really a huge thing to you or if it's not important and you don't want that additional AdSense money once you get in the partner program and things like that, then you, know, th you can just do whatever you want. But what I'm talking about is if you're seriously wanting to grow your YouTube channel and you're wanting to create some, you know, ad revenue or some affiliate income, or you just want to use your channel as a way to connect with other people who are into what it is that you're doing at scale, or you want to grow your channel so that whatever your hobby is can be funded by potential sponsors that would just give you, you know, what it is that you would normally pay for, that kind of thing. In that situation, it's really important to go through your content, see what people respond to the things that they click on, the content they watch for longer, the content they share, what content gets the most likes or comments. This is the content that you should go all in on because that's the content that the audience wants from you and it's proven by how they respond. So delete the content that doesn't fit into the interest of the people that are watching your channel. Now at a deeper level, that also shows you that the people that YouTube is showing your content to are responding to that content over the other content. And I'm going to say that one again. It shows you that the people that YouTube is showing your content to are responding to that content over the other content. So because of that, go all in on the content that's working for you and go, go less on the content that isn't working for you and delete anything that is not at least somewhat related to the interests of the people that are watching your content. That's my recommendation of what I would do if I was in your particular situation. I would love to know your thoughts about today's show. Leave a written review if you get the chance, um, just so that it lets other people know if this is something that they should listen to or not. I hope you learned something today. Thanks for having a coffee with me. 
Get show notes, resources, and more over at commentsovercoffee.com or grab yourself a refill and listen to another episode.